Yusa thinking yous are no better than the Kongen? All right, that's Me that's it. Show's so over. Like <laughs> that's it. Show's over. I had to get that one out of the way. Yep, that's the entire review. Thanks for watching, everybody. Uh, what are you guys recording uh, next week for the Marvel podcast? Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll leave five stars. We'll see you next week. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that that line like literally is one of the few things that stuck with me like my entire mm-hmm. childhood. Was like that whole like you said no thinking you're better than the Gungan. <laughs> and like now I I was watching it the other day before like this was a week before. We mm-hmm. even recorded this because I'm a sick bastard. <laughs> Why would you do um, that to yourself? I know. And I did that line for my son, and he thought it was the funniest goddamn thing in the world. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, Gungan impre- impersonation kills. Got it. <laughs> he ever like falls and hits his head, I'll just do my Gungan. Yeah, now you're stuck with Jar Jar Binks until As the son. end of your days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you couldn't pick up on it, we are reviewing um, the bloody show that is Phantom Menace, episode one, here on the Watch It Stuff podcast. I'm Dan Kotnick, and with me, as always, is uh, my Padawan learner. <laughs> I don't want to say that because we're equals. We're, we're, both, right. we're, we're both Jedi. I know. I didn't wear this. my rat tail today. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but it's Aaron Alice. Aaron, how are you doing? Fantastic. Really excited about this one. Are you? Is anybody? I'm excited to rip it to shreds. How's that sound? Sure. I <laughs> I can understand that. I can understand that. So here's, I want to start off here at the beginning because you and I, we're roughly the same age. Right? Mm-hmm. We're in the same generation. Mm-hmm. This was the first movie that either of us would have seen. Mm-hmm in the theaters like when it premiered um i know i went and saw it when it premiered did you i don't remember you said i think you i can't remember if you said you saw mm-hmm. this one or was it the second one this one in theaters this was the this only is where one i like stop this is where my star wars journey stopped okay like, i remember kind of the prequels i probably watched them as a kid at some point maybe not all the way through in pieces like i like there are scenes that i like remember re-watching these a few sure. months ago that i was like oh like like or just seen them around whatever it is but phantom menace for sure saw in theaters start to finish when i was a kid okay yeah so so this is as as bad of a movie as mm-hmm. terrible of a star wars movie as it might be this is for our generation. Mm-hmm. Star Wars. Yeah. This this is the yeah. first Star Wars of our generation. So you can understand why I never continued after this. <laughs> <laughs> Me, on the other hand, <laughs> I dove head first into all of it. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the rat tail? Yeah. Your boy. Oh, no. Oh, no. Your boy. <laughs> Halloween dressed up as Obi-Wan Kenobi with the rat tail included. Now it was a clip on. It was a clip on. Oh, okay. I didn't grow a rat tail. No, good God, no. Guess you're not really committed to the bit. I back then, no. If this was today, 
if this movie came out today and Halloween was coming up, you know, 10 months from now, I would be I would be growing my hair out right like I would leave the I would leave the theater I'd be like I'm growing it out. This is I am doing the rat tail, real rat tail for Halloween. I will commit to that bit. But back then, back then it just came in the plastic bag that you got it from Spirit Halloween store or whatever. <laughs> So. I love that that actually was included. They're like, this is very. It was. It was. The outfit. <laughs> you know, the the, the the typical like that that meme now of the mm-hmm. of the costume. It was like Jedi Knight costume, and it was like <laughs> robe, rat tail, lightsaber. Was it. No, it didn't come. With, no lights. Are you kidding? Me? Oh, you had to pay extra for that separately. <laughs> you had to pay extra for the lightsaber. No, no, no. This is this is George Lucas coming in here. This is. <laughs> capitalism he's getting all of his money from from the toys and stuff (laughs) very true he's not selling that as a package deal um okay but so so re-watching it mm -hmm. um real quick though my favorite part of this i have expected when they when they come out of the room that's been filled with poison Mm -hmm. i have expected them to like you know kill everybody and then they stop and then just go they're just like no they're way calmer than that they're jedi there's no there's no scene like they show them like oh it's poison and they like hold their breath and And then then kick some ass there's no moment there's no moment of like oh my god okay all right legend has it that they're still holding their breath to this day still to this day um but yeah, so what I was gonna say is looking rewatching it now from this perspective, mm-hmm. how do you how do you view it? What what was your experience? Um the the theme of the next three movies mm-hmm. is going to be dialogue. Um <laughs> and I know we had some issues with that in the prequels, but uh-huh. nothing I know will compare to this movie and the next movie. Um, as far as dialogue, because it's just some of the worst and some of the cheesiest. Um, and I, I think I think outside of that, like, it's not that bad. Um, Jar Jar Binks, man, it's, it's a rough watch as an adult. Oh, like, I remember man. as a kid, we were talking pre-show, like, I remember, like, as a kid, we thought it was, like, the funniest thing. Where we're like, yeah. uh-huh. we you'd say to your friends, like, it was a thing for, like, a year, like, how wooed? We'd be, like, mm-hmm. saying that to each other. But, like, I, as an adult, I, I I think I messaged you and I was like, every time he talks, I feel like I'm having a stroke <laughs> because it just, I, it, and, and I always watch movies with the captions on and the captions right. are exactly as he's saying it. Uh-huh. So I'm still like, I just feel like I'm like, I am having a stroke. Like I, I, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. So that was probably the, the worst of it for me. Personally. Yeah. I mean, and the thing with the thing with Jar Jar's stuff is like, not only is the we'll talk about this way <laughs> way more in depth but not only is it like racist as right. f yeah yeah but the dial like you mentioned the dialogue like at least like some of the other gungan like the gungan um leader bosnaz uh he at least like says some stuff that like sounds like sounds natural for mm-hmm. if you if this was a real thing sounds like a natural flow jar jar like he gets all this stuff thrown in where it's like 
it's like he's trying to riff. Like Jar Jar's like yeah. they just think they didn't give Jar Jar a script, and they're like, yeah, just go, just <laughs> right. you know, say say whatever. Say and it's in your it, heart. <laughs> and so, and not only so, not only is it a terrible just depiction as a character, but the stuff that he's actually saying is even worse somehow. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. it's so 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 bad. It's the worst thing ever. Okay. Maybe I will say maybe not the worst thing that's happened to Star Wars because midichlorians come up in <laughs> yes. Phantom Menace, yes. and and that is something that, as terrible as things that George Lucas has done to his own franchise, midichlorians is up there. Like that is one of the they un- just toss it in there. Like that is one of the three is. unforgivable curses, <laughs> right? Of George Lucas. And you're right. They just... <laughs> like, it's an after-school special. Like, him and... Like, like Qui-Gon and Anakin are, like, tossing the ball in the backyard. Like, hey, Dad. What are midichlorians? <laughs> well, oh, Timmy. <laughs> <laughs> like a Troy McClure. <laughs> Hi, I'm Qui-Gon Jinn. You may remember me from such episodes as... <laughs> um... The- it, I mean, it is funny because they do a good job of, like, making you understand what it is. Like, but they just, like, expect you to understand. But you're just like, okay, I guess midichlorian, the higher midichlorian account, the the, the pow- more powerful of a Jedi you, you can be. <laughs> it's, so, yeah, they do, they do just an incredible exposition dump. And you know what it is? It's... Like, by the way, this is a thing. It's actually a huge thing. Yeah. That we just made it, up. <laughs> it's it's Poochie. It's where it's like they're like Poochie was from space, I guess. Like, Midichlorians or what the force is? Like, okay, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because it, it. Yeah, it just they just throw it in there. Like we're supposed like we're supposed to understand it. Like it's not like Anakin's asking him what midichlorians are, so we get like. They just toss it in like, oh, this right. is a very understood thing in right. Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, like like if the exposition the exposition could, should come at the beginning of when we find out midichlorians are a thing. Right. Like th- there's 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 whole conversations of dialogue of midichlorians. And then later on, it's like Anakin is literally like the conduit of the uh, of the audience, where it's like, um, Qui Gon, we've been sitting here in the sh- in the movie watching for about an hour, and we've heard you talking a lot about midichlorians. What are those? <laughs> right. Like, that, um, like that. Sh- we should already understand what that is before you start talking about why that is important. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. Oh, there's our good buddy Jar Jar. Mm-hmm. Holy yeah. crap. Um. Glad okay. we have the sound off while we're watching yeah. this. Oh, jeez. I've still got the, oh, excuse me. I wanted to backhand my teal <laughs> television screen. Because normally, like, and, and I think something that they caught on with in the more modern era, mm-hmm. um, I have not, I still have not watched The Mandalorian quite yet, um, which I'll be getting to hopefully this month. But um, what... <laughs> they've done a really good job of making you really care care about like these little cute adorable characters jar jar binks is not 
BB-8 is not, even the Porgs is not um, Baby Yoda or Grogu. Like, it's, right. like, John Reese is none of those. So it's like, it's like they were trying to create another Chewie, but, like, completely fucking failed. Yeah, it's like, it's like, uh, there's that famous story about, like, when, how Dr. Seuss wrote Green Eggs and Ham. And it was because, like, somebody challenged him to write a book that only had, like, 50 unique words in it or something. So he wrote that. And it's like somebody challenged George Lucas to make make a character that you could sell but isn't an adorable, puffy little, <laughs> puffy right. little Ewok or a right. or something. Right. Just this, this like, <laughs> creepy, weird-looking, annoying yeah. being. Yeah, just absolutely fell flat. Um, okay, so before we go any further, I mm. wanted to read this because this is an this is a review of the movie from Roger <laughs> Ebert. Um, and I actually, so I heard this actually got brought up on a different movie podcast I was listening to, and I heard the review, and I was like, "That's a like that's a really interesting viewpoint," and it's coming from somebody like Roger Ebert. I'm like that's like he kind of has some cachet like that makes sense so let me read the opening part of the review of phantom menace from roger roger ebert okay Mm -hmm. if it were the first star wars movie the phantom menace would be hailed as a visionary breakthrough but this is the fourth movie of the famous series and we think we know the territory many of the early reviews have been blasé playing lip service to the visuals and wondering why the characters aren't better developed like we yeah. <laughs> how quickly do we grow accustomed to wonders i am reminded of the isaac asimov story nightfall about the planet where the stars were visible only once in a thousand years so awesome was the sight that it drove men mad we who can see the stars every night glance up casually at the cosmos and then quickly down again searching for a dairy queen so it kind of he kind of makes a good point where it's like if you are watching this as a non-Star Wars fan, mm-hmm. right? You've had no interaction with Star Wars ever. And you watched this back in the, the 90s when this came out. This is mind-blowing. Yeah. Like the visuals of this, like we can't like you can't discount. Any any of any anything to mm-hmm. the visuals, I feel like. Oh yeah, and, like, and and like the pod racing scene specifically, like it yeah. looks like I really I still really enjoyed that scene, like that it looked great, it felt great, like it it was solid, um, visuals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think it's like it's something to keep in mind I, that I kept like in the back of my mind when I rewatched it. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? Like he does have a point that yeah. The script got awful. The the characters, most of them terrible. Mm -hmm. But as a movie, if you were calling it, he calls it later in the review, he calls it a space opera. I'm like, (laughs) yeah, this is a this is a a freaking space opera. This is this is like you know, cannons shooting off, and you're in the theater, it's like holy shit, like what's going on? Like like it, it, it is like the strength of the movie mm-hmm. is the visual because like you said even the pod racing scene like that's what keeps you coming back is right. how visually entertaining this movie is mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, and I, I, let me let me. Do you mind if I keep reading? No, go for it. There's so because I think it actually kind of like it, it relates to where we are now because uh, he kind of mentions about like you know you know I've seen I've seen movies like Space Odyssey, The Matrix, where like the you know, it's got like huge big things, but he said like the difference here is like this one is like the visuals are very cheerful, it's very bright, it's very up, and he says. What, he, what George Lucas does have in abundance is exhilaration. There's a sense of discovery in, in scene after scene of the Phantom Menace as he tries out new effects and ideas, seamlessly integrates real characters and digital ones, real landscapes and imaginary places. We're standing at the threshold of a new age of epic cinema, I think, in which digital techniques mean that budgets will no longer limit the scope of scenes. Filmmakers will be able to show us just about anything they can imagine. And talk about a guy that saw the future. Because look at the other half of the podcast. Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. They basically make those on like one soundstage. And look at what they create. Mm-hmm. And movies like this, like Phantom Menace, kind of led the way for the entire Marvel franchise, essentially. Right. You right. Know? So it does... So it does before we really dive into the second half of this episode where we tear this to shreds, <laughs> I do wanna I do wanna highlight that point is like as everything that we're gonna talk about understood, what this movie kind of helped usher in and create in terms of what cinema was able to do, we can't discount that. So yeah, I mean, even because we're watching right right now, like the the fish scene, uh-huh. and it, it, this is kind of where it, it is funny because it the the CGI is like a, quote like a little similar to the terrible edits from the the totally. prequels or yeah. from the originals, and um, but it works here because it all looks the same, right? So, right. Uh, <laughs> but it makes it, it it which it takes leaps and bounds from the original movies where they were able to do a lot more like just that ocean scene was Mm -hmm. very appealing to look at so it it, it's done a lot better like the droids look really good like the droid armies look really great yeah um and just the little characters in the background that kind of stuff like it but it makes sense (laughs) for for these movies because all of the, the visual effects are on the same level right but it is very beautiful to look at yeah I mean, it's like the old ones. It's like if you took Iron Man and you put him in like Jason and the Argonauts or something <laughs> like that. Like, yeah, it doesn't fit. Like that doesn't right. fit. But yeah, like you said, like this this CGI works together because everything is the same level of mm-hmm. CGI. Exactly. Um, okay, so we've played nice with <laughs> enough now. Yeah. Um, where would you like to start? Um, Where do we want to start with this? We've already touched on some of the points. Yeah. Um, let's, talk about, let's talk about Padme. Sure. Okay. Okay. So first of all, I mean, maybe I'm jumping ahead here, but good God, to catch a predator, line one. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> because we know what happens. And it's, uh-huh. it, and it's, and I knew that this happened, like, watching this, like, I knew Anakin and Padme, like, like, I knew, like, how it kind of played out before I watched 
um, whatever the next one is. I can't even remember what Attack the title of Clones. is. Thank you. I, I, I always mix up what order they're in. Um, Attack of Clones. And so we know that they get together in that movie. Um, so watching this with that in mind, it's a little icky. Yeah. <laughs> like, because yeah. there's not that much of an age difference for her. Like, it doesn't feel like there's that much of an age difference for her. Like, how old is she in this? We don't really know. So but we she's do. Got, she's a queen, so she's got to be, like, we, she's not 15. <laughs> we, okay, we do know how old she is. Okay. And we know how old Anakin is. Right, okay. Um, I'll, let me, let me, let's play it this way. Let's play it this okay. way. I will tell you there is a five-year age difference between these two characters. How old do you think they both are? Then maybe and she's me, under 18. Let me let me say, I would base base your scheme, however you're gonna go here, off of what Anakin looks like. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So he looks way younger than like 13 then. So she must be under 18. So is he like he's not like eight. He's gotta be like 10. 10? Anakin is nine. And Padme is 14. What? Natalie Portman doesn't look 14. I'm sure she is not 14. I'm sure she was like 18. I know. Um, now, Kira Knightley, who did you? Okay, let me ask you this. Did you know Kira Knightley is in this movie? No. Is she one of the like. She's the queen. What? <laughs> she's, the, she's the double. She's the decoy. That's I had absolutely Knightley. no idea. I always forget that until like <laughs> I I'll always like read the trivia of this every time I I watch because it's so far between that I you know always forget. Kira Knightley is the the fake queen, the imposter, the the decoy or whatever, and yeah, Natalie Portman is Padme, who's the actual queen. Um, Kira Knightley she was, was twelve. Oh, when okay. she did this. My God. I don't I didn't look and see how old Natalie Portman 16, was. Sixteen. I just Googled 16. it. Okay, okay, okay. I I I retract my to catch a predator statement. Because <laughs> I was like, she's just grooming him this whole movie, and it's so uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. Um, because I thought for sure, like she doesn't look 16 to me. Maybe it's because she's in a position of power. So I just thought, sure. Well, she's probably over 18. <laughs> yeah. I but, mean there's something to be said about that. It's because, like, when they're on Tatooine, she looks much younger. But then, mm-hmm. when they come back to Naboo and she reveals herself to be the queen, I don't, I, I don't know if it's because we know she's the queen now that right. like she's older, but she does. It, it, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's kind of weird. That that's for sure why I thought that because okay, okay, I feel better. I I, yeah. I will retract my my statement. Then. And now, now when they when they actually hook up in the second movie that's attack of the clones is 10 years from now 10 years after this so 19 and so 19 and 24 24. okay do the do the the creeper math half of 24 you're at 12 plus 7 19 she's right there she's golden right she's she's in there they are they are in the in the in the sweet spot they they made sure of that i'm sure I'll bet you anything George Lucas like sat there and was like, okay, let me just make sure. Right. I'll, I'll make be 19. Yeah. He's like, I'll make her 25. Mm, 24. 
<laughs> yep. <laughs> Just cover all of those bases. Okay. Yeah. I feel better about that. Yeah. But I definitely thought she was older. Um, maybe just because she has aged really well. So I just think of her like she's not her much and older. Kira Knightley. Yeah. They both have aged incredibly well. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that makes me feel better. But also, I just find it hard to believe that nobody found out that she was the queen. I just don't. I just. Like... Well, I think everybody, everybody else knows. Like everyone yeah. on Naboo, I think, knows. Yeah. I mean, did the Jedi's know? Like, did Obi Wan? No, they. How did they not fucking know? Thank you. you. Uh, Like, Qui Gon is supposed to be sort of like a more in touch Jedi. You know, like the Mm -hmm. the rest of the council is very like aloof. Yeah. How did he not like? Th- there's so many times where Qui Gon is like literally interacting her with like the Queen. Trust my judgment, and she's yeah. like, well, "I'm fucking Queen." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, and he didn't pick up on any of this. Like her smart ass mouth. <laughs> like, yeah, it just feels like a little. I just feel like you could have just had at least those guys know. Like they would have figured it out. I just. It feels yeah. unnecessary. What What does it do? Right. What does that add? Is it supposed to make the big reveal at the end of the movie? Like, what? Like, oh my god. Yeah. Um, it, it, that, that just didn't make sense to me. I mean, and I get why they did it. It just seemed yeah. unnecessary of, for it to be like a big secret. Like, right. just, why wouldn't you just... Why wouldn't you want to tell the Jedis either? Like, I feel like they should know. Hey, by the way. Yeah, just so you know, because yeah. what if they like end up like being like, eh, just leave her because she's nobody. We gotta <laughs> save the queen instead. <laughs> like, you know, I just I don't know. I, I get it's again like I, I'm I'm turning into like this guy. Boy, I really hope somebody got fired for that blunder. <laughs> you know, because it's just yeah. stupid, but it's like I don't know. It's just an odd. It was just odd to me that I don't know. <laughs> and. You know what always stuck out to me as odd as a kid? Even as a kid, I was like, why is she changing her outfit so many times? Right. You're and, in like the middle of a war. Just wear the same shit. Well, like in the like we just we just finished the scene of them getting uh rescued from Naboo. And when the when the droid army is coming into the city, she's wearing like the, the classic red. You know the the red with the the big thing, the hair mm-hmm. different, and then when they're taking her away, which I would assume is within a couple of hours, she's wearing something completely different. Yeah, and her hairstyles all all change, and it's like, like, is that all she does all day? Is just change? <laughs> I, I guess that's why she has like eight handmaidens because they're just. <laughs> You're you're on eyes. You're on foundation. <laughs> right. Like it, it's just unnecessary. I mean, I get it because I I love the idea of it because it reminds me of like, well, we'll get to this in a second. But it, like, it just makes me think of like stuff like Black Panther and Wakanda and all of sure. the really intricate like outfits. And since the Jedi's never get to change, <laughs> like, they're yeah, always in the same robe. Like it's... at least there's a little bit of fun like costume in it dedicated yeah. to to it but it's just it logically it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> it would take hours 
yes. to disdain. Even just her going from Padme to the Queen, getting everything off and right. everything back on within a matter of hours is just ridiculous. And here's here's something else I would like to know. Because I don't know if I actually I don't know if I've actually ever noticed or could pick up on it. When they go to the Senate, right? After they, they get done in Tatooine, you know, everybody comes to the Coruscant for the first time. We go to the Senate. She casts the vote of no confidence. Is that Kira Knightley or is it Padme? Right. You know what I mean? I because, think, like, yeah. we never see, like, it's like Batman. We never see him and Bruce Wayne in the same place, yeah. you know? Like, is is she just basically, like, sending this lady off to be the queen and she like whispers in here like okay if this happens do this right i was thinking that too every time that the the decoy speaks where i know like because i can tell personally like the difference between the two of them when they're all in makeup because i i I, you know so it's like how how does she know like like are they sharing duties like how does this work right like (laughs) like she's she's there and um, and Palpatine is like whispering in her ear, like, oh, here's what's happening. You better, you know, you better do something. And it's like, he knows. He knows who's the queen or not. Like, how is she it, it, that that part never made never made sense to me. So mm-hmm. it all goes back again. Why? The, what is the what is the purpose of this? So right. Okay. So I think we've I think we've dived into Padme yeah. enough. Where do you want to go next? Um, let's go. Let's go to the rat tails. The rat tails? Why? I just <laughs> need to know why. Why of all things? Who was like, you know what would be really great sign of being like in training? A fucking rat tail. Like who <laughs> approved that? How many people thought this was a good idea? Where the hell did this come from? What the hell are we doing here? And also, on that note, did Yoda at one point have a rat tail? What did it look like? <laughs> because I would like to see that. Samuel Jackson? Yes. Would like to did see that. Did he have a rat tail? Yeah. I, these give are important a questions. on from the costume? <laughs> right. Or taped on because he's bald. <laughs> like, what, what are we doing here? <laughs> I think it's supposed to be like some kind of samurai reference. I, I okay. think. Okay. Because that's what George Lucas bases a lot of the Jedi stuff on is, you know, okay. like samurai culture and everything. Um, but still, you're right. It's it's like it's like if you said like, well, when they're in training, uh, you know, they have a mohawk or a, or a bullet. <laughs> you know, it's Why? yeah, it's, it's it's an ugly it's an ugly ass ugly yeah. ass thing. And it came back for a while. It did come back for a hot second. When I this do movie remember came that. Back. Yeah. And. Again, maybe that's unforgivable curse number four of George Lucas <laughs> is bringing the rat tail back. Yes. How dare you? <laughs> yeah, that um, that was a weird one for me. Still don't get it. Yeah. Someone explain to me like I'm five why this was a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think this is an excellent moment as we meet Anakin and Watto for the first time mm-hmm. to talk about all of the incredibly racist shit from this movie um the gungans Mm -hmm. the trade federation 
aliens. Watto himself, which is maybe one of the worst ones because it's a one-off character. Right. It's not like he's developed this whole race. It's a one-off character who seems a lot like a really, really anti-Semitic representation of Jewish people. Right. Yeah. It's really bad. <laughs> yep. And I think I was talking I was like when Kelsey and I had this conversation about it last night, I'm like, thinking about it as a perspective of somebody who's watched this movie a lot, actually does kind of a like watching this movie sometimes just because of what it means to me as a kid there's a mm-hmm. lot of nostalgia if you took out all of this racist stuff and just made each of these just let's say humanoid characters doesn't matter what race but just regular humanoids that don't have all of this other baggage this movie is easily 50 times better mm-hmm. it's an easy 50 times like it's it's like 50 percent easier to watch without all of that crap in it yeah i i mean the and and partially because part of the issue is as we've discussed like jar jar binks is just in it too much like he's in it so much that it's just like every time you're just like this is really uncomfortable to watch it's also annoying like it just makes it very unpleasant and it's from basically very early on in the movie to the complete ending of the movie it's just uh, very incredibly awkward <laughs> <laughs> yeah because you know like regular racism if it's <laughs> off the screen for a while i'll forget about it i, I, I can, ignore right. it. I can do it's whatever like guilt just sets but in it's, it's like george lucas is rubbing your face in it like how does this make you feel how does this gungan make you feel deep down inside you racist piece of crap right, right. exactly yep yeah it's there's there's i mean there's been there's been so much talk about it it's it's incredibly obvious like you know when we talked about him talked about some of this in the original trilogy it was a little bit deeper it yeah. wasn't it wasn't as you know in your face yeah this, this it, one it though on like let's yeah. make this worse <laughs> like you said jar jar is just like turned up to 11 it's in your face all the time and there's no escaping it and it's mm-hmm. so bad and yeah it may, it's cringy it's cringy to watch mm-hmm. yeah yeah there is like a there is like a cut apparently where they like edit out half of jar jar binks's stuff of the movie and it's supposed to be like way because <laughs> Like it just edits out like edits out like all the silly, funny, like the stuff that non sequitur stuff. And it's like, yeah, like at that point I could get on board with it a little bit more. Cause it's the stuff where he's like in the background, they're having a serious conversation, and he's like, I'm just doing something on a banana peel or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I would watch that. I'd watch the shit out of that. Yeah. Speaking of deep cuts, apparently Jake Lloyd, the kid that played Anakin, mm-hmm. he came out and said that there is a six-hour director's cut of this movie that was shown to people, like shown to select people once. And according to according to Jake Lloyd, he said it blew people's minds. That was so good. And I'm sorry, but sitting for six hours watching the same film. No. 
no, no. it would not it might blow my mind by how like impatient I got or how that's almost an entire work day. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't think I could do the same story for six hours. It needs to be broken up for me. Yeah. Although I, I think to his point, like, yeah, if you extended out some of this stuff and gave us more depth mm-hmm. into some of these characters mm-hmm. i would probably I-, I could see this being a way better movie but yeah i'm not watching six six hours, hours of jar jar binks <laughs> oh my god no yeah yeah um let's talk about anakin now since mm-hmm. since we- we've gotten to hang out with him and he's in the movie now the rest of the way here uh he's hanging out with qui-gon padme and, and jar jar um I hate to dump on these people more, but <laughs> Jake Lloyd was was oh he's so bad in this goddamn movie. See, I, I don't think he's that bad. Oh, oh my god. The the stuff that dra- I am I am a man. I am a good, strong man. <laughs> I love my family. I pay my taxes. I can tolerate some I can tolerate Jar Jar Binks a little bit more, but the the delivery of like, are you an angel? Oh the yeah, deep, deep space see, like... pilot says that they saw angels on this planet. I think, <laughs> and it's like, oh my god, he sounds exactly like every fucking nine year old boy ever. Where it's like, I know about this, and I'm gonna tell you. Everything, uh, trains were invented in this time, and they run like this. And this is what a train sounds like, and it does, blah, 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 and it's like, shut, shut up, shut the hell up. See, and that's why it works for me because I feel like he's an annoying nine-year-old kid. But I don't want an annoying nine-year-old kid. I don't <laughs> want a nine-year-old kid. Shut up. it's very fair enough fair enough it's very clear he grew up with no dad because any dad at that point would have just been like upside the head shut up have you heard heard my my jingle all the way theory no um that i think these are the same it's the same person in like a multiverse situation because um he has a deadbeat dad in my opinion like jingle all the way his dad's an asshole like i know you're supposed to like him like yay arnold schwarzenegger but he's a piece of shit he had months to get one gift for his kid then he misses all of christmas eve to get this thing right (laughs) he's a terrible thing and i'm like and this caught like and this like split into two characters you got the jingle all the way guy and then you got anakin and Anakin ends up having no father in this. And then he grows up to be a deadbeat dad, like his deadbeat dad. Like it just, it, there's, there's a connection. I'm telling you. <laughs> That's my big theory. <laughs> what did you, what did you make of that? The whole thing of him not having it, having Is a dad. Is he Jesus? Like she's <laughs> like. Okay. So like, I think she doesn't know who his father is. And she's just like. He, I did this. Like she doesn't right. know who it is. Like right. she, she got, she had some fun. No judging, but wasn't particularly safe and was just like, oh, he's just, just out here trying to like. Which Shmi, by the way, just, Shmi can get it. Shmi can get it. <laughs> Love her. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
yeah, she, I, I just, I, I, she kind of like implied that like he was, he's the baby Jesus. Yeah. So there's a lot of theories about that and nothing's mm. ever been confirmed. George Lucas has like basically kind of left it open on purpose mm-hmm. for people to interpret how they, how they want. Um, but I did, I did read a sidebar. I did, I literally Googled last night because Kelsey said the same. She's like, um, did he just say he was space Jesus? <laughs> right. I, yeah. I Googled it and there was like this Reddit thread of is, is Anakin space Jesus? And <laughs> I gave like some couple things and uh, it was like, yeah, like, you know, this, this makes a lot of sense. And somebody underneath it said, if he's space Jesus, what does that make Jar Jar? And it said he's Judas. <laughs> <laughs> yep. yep. Kelsey, I read it to Kelsey. She's like, is he bad? And I'm like, not like Judas bad. Yes. Like just yes. I'm like, just he because is. it's more everybody hates him. <laughs> <laughs> he's not well, a bad person. He just sucks. <laughs> yeah, he's just awful. Um yeah, I, I don't fully understand that whole like that whole thing. I don't. Yeah. So like, as as Qui Gon describes into the, the the council afterwards, like you know when they when he's talking yeah. about he met a virgence in the Force, mm-hmm. which is what Anakin is. Like it's a it's a spike in the Force, mm-hmm. you know. And there's theories was about she, why that was. Was she impregnated by the Force? <laughs> So that's what we're thinking. There's there's a, just... there's a there's a prevailing theory and you'll learn about him we learn about him a little bit more in the third movie of the trilogy where when um uh Palpatine and Anakin are at the I think it's like an opera or something and Palpatine is telling Anakin the story of Darth Plagueis where he was trying to figure out how to harness the power of the force to create life, like stop death. And that's what intrigues Anakin into twitching over to the dark side. Cause he's like, I want to do that. So I can say Padme, whatever. Mm-hmm. There's a theory that with Plagueis doing this, it creates a, it created a disruptance in the force and the, the life that Plagueis ended up creating was Anakin. Okay. So yeah, like he. So if you're using midichlorians as like sort of the biological thing of the force, then he was created through the force inside Shmi's womb. Naturally, so, yeah. It's you know, as, <laughs> yeah, as, as, as we as all do. learned in fifth grade sex ed, <laughs> yes. when a midichlorian <laughs> loves a Plagueis, <laughs> a midichlorian is the powerhouse of the Jedi. <laughs> Um, yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, I I think she just didn't want Anakin. I think it was an oopsie daisy, and she's like, "Well, which is maybe explained why, why there was like no emotion in their goodbye." <laughs> Please goodbye. My favorite part was when he tested, like when he took the blood from him, and everyone's like, "Nobody, I need to see if you have an infection." <laughs> like, where is your mother? This strange man is taking your blood. Quit sticking me with needles, you stranger. <laughs> I just met you 24 hours ago. And she's just standing in the doorway like, yep. Oh, like, right. well, if you have an infection. What is she going to do? She's got a lightsaber. What's she going to do? 
she just has no emotion when that scene happens. I'm like, this strange man that you met 12 hours ago is taking your blood for an infection. You have no symptoms of an infection. But he's like, yep, just trust me, buddy. Yeah, super awkward. Yeah. Um, yeah, the whole family dynamic's a little off. Yeah. That, I Like, they're just zero emotion whatsoever. Oh, I think, um, I think actually... Yeah, there's a uh, there's a, a bit where um, he talks about this. Roger Ebert does where um, the film's shakiness on the psychological level is evident. However, in the scene where young Anakin is told he must leave his mother and follow this tall Jedi stranger, their mutual <laughs> resignation to the parting seems awfully restrained. I expected a tearful scene of parting between mother and child, but the best we got is when Anakin asks if his mother can come along, and she replies, son, my place is here. As a slave? Versus <laughs> like, a mom? <laughs> yeah, like, what? Well, like, they're fucking Jedis. They couldn't just sneak her out in the middle of the night. Well, like, what, she what's has... What's gonna do? Blow her up. Oh, that's right. There's, there's that whole thing about where, and they blow you up. Bam. Right. Yeah, where it's like you're pretty cavalier about this whole thing. Got it. Okay, I did did forget that. Yeah. Um so but yeah, it just seems like a there's that one last hug and then it's like, okay, into okay. your traffic. Jesus. You're about to be trafficked, like for all anybody knows. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> he literally like Qui-Gon could literally just be another slave trader be like, all right. Start right. shoveling it, space coal. I mean, in a way, he is. He's like, come with me, and you're going to work for us. <laughs> for free. Yeah. The Jedi, I'm assuming, don't get paid. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, that's my favorite theory that's come out of this show. <laughs> that they trafficked Anakin. No Jedi wonder he just, turned yeah. to the dark side. Yeah. <laughs> Because Palpatine presented him a lovely 401k package in healthcare and like benefits, yeah, benefits. Can't beat that. You can join the union. It's, it's great. <laughs> There's only one other person. <laughs> Speaking of Palpatine, let's transition into Darth Maul. Okay. Well, I do want to talk okay. about Palpatine first. Go for it. Okay. Yeah, take so it, obviously, take it, I had absolutely no idea this was actually a spoiler for me that he was or not a spoiler that he was the emperor really Um, really because i don't know that actor like at all maybe i should but that's why i but even when they were saying like here's like it's palpatine because he's called emperor palpatine he's not in the first three movies he's called he's he's known as the emperor really they don't ever say Emperor. i googled it i googled it the other night and i was like do I was, like, I, I was like, did I just not pick up that they called him Palpatine the first time? Because they, like, when I first watched this, and I Googled it, and they never, appara- they apparently never referred they to him They only as say Emperor. Yeah. Wow, that is, I like, some, that is some serious Mandela effect mm-hmm. shit. Wow. Okay. The name Palpatine does not appear in the original trilogies. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. that is that that's seriously that that is hardcore the Mandela effect because I swear that they was like no that's why we know it's him it's Palpatine you know or or whatever um, because like I guess maybe it's hard it's hard oh, okay to- okay so um, someone is um, 
Uh, he Sidious is just a Sith name. Palpatine's name does not come out of the shadows until episode one, but it was there. But it's apparently in one of the books. Okay. So maybe that's it. So yeah, I, I never, of course, huh. read those. So right, neither. That's, yeah, at least okay. That's interesting because like it's it's hard not to like look back on it now and be like that was a pretty obvious like point to the camera at the end of the movie like who was the master and who was the apprentice and yeah. they're like it's Palpatine and we're right. like, yeah we know it's Palpatine but it's like I guess yeah if like you're watching it for the first time back then after seeing the first three movies you're like well. I get like it is sort of a cliffhanger, I guess, when you think about it that way. It's from the first novelization of novel adaptation of A New Hope. So it does appear in A New Hope, but it's only in the book. Okay. So that's why, as somebody that didn't know, and that's just not been a big enough spoiler because I'm assuming a lot of like people who are really into Star Wars already knew that, but mm -hmm. I did not. And I didn't, I mean, you never really see his face. Like, so yeah, I had yeah. no idea. And then I, and I, until like, I believe the next movie is when it kind of starts to happen like when it really well i think that's when you i think that's when you start to well the next i think i mean the next movie is like it's pretty obvious like this is the setup for all of it because right. they give they give him the emergency powers he becomes you know he he becomes like takes over this whole thing and then we get the clone army which are very clearly the beginning of stormtroopers right and, like, and he's the chancellor's oh. just not that big of a character in this movie because he's just not, not driving yeah, yeah. No, so i think that's McGuffin. why i didn't pick it up until the next movie because he's just like such a small character in here he's just like right. feels like he's just one of the council members to me i never never put two and two together because he doesn't make we don't find out he's the chancellor until the end because he was just a senator so it just never never really occurred to me until we were watching the second movie and i asked and i was like wait <laughs> and then my boyfriend was like it's actually the same actor and i was like what like i yeah. like so it just never i just never picked up on that i'm an idiot clearly so <laughs> <laughs> But no, I think I think it's it's nice hearing that from you because mm -hmm. I think um, it gives us some of that perspective of like, you know, people that weren't kids watching this for the first time. You watch the first three movies, then you watch these movies, and it's like, I I can imagine that there was a lot of people back then that had the same, you know, yeah. interaction as you, where you, they're like, oh, is that supposed to be? And they're like oh now right. it's all you know you kind of have that full circle thing yeah yeah um yep. oh here's our introduction to midichlorians yeah. um that's a that has to be a scientology thing right <laughs> probably <laughs> the thetan levels are so high <laughs> never not even not even tom cruise had thetan levels this not high. even l ron hubbard yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so let's talk about maul because uh, if there is one real crime of this movie, it's that we get z like almost zero Darth mm -hmm. Maul. Yeah, he doesn't even come up until ha like a half hour into the movie, and he has three like lines of dialogue. Yeah, yeah, and he's the coolest fucking Sith. Mm -hmm. He's, he's cooler. Double... Than, he's cooler than Count Dooku. Mm -hmm. He's cooler than the Emperor. I think he's cooler than Darth Vader. Yeah. Like, what we see in the movies, yeah. Yeah. He he's he looks so fucking awesome. And then yeah, what is the most iconic what's the most iconic thing that came out of the prequel trilogies? 
you could argue the double lightsaber. The double lightsaber yeah. is one of the most Fucking iconic badass. things out of that. Yeah. I did have yeah. that as a kid. I had mm-hmm. the double lightsaber. And it was I so remember awesome. seeing those everywhere. Yeah. Every oh yeah. yeah. If you were like some yeah. I remember being jarred at the end of the movie by him getting cut in half when I was a kid. I was like, whoa, like can I it felt like I was like I had never like seen anything that graphic like in theaters that, before. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, that, I had the even same, though it's not that graphic, but I just remember being like because because they did how they 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 strayed away from this, I think, for kids' movies, quote unquote kids' movies. Like they're much more graphic than they used to be in that regard. Like they would just show like how they showed Qui-Gon just being like stabbed in the stomach, but without actually showing it happen. Right. Which is how they did Darth Maul until he fell down. And you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That you was assume, like your mind plays tricks, but then they're like, no, we're going to show you. <laughs> I remember. I That's one of the few things I remember about being in the theaters when Same. he fell and like he splits apart and everyone, there was kind of like a, Oh, <laughs> like everyone, everyone, everyone in the theater kind of yeah. went like, "Oh, oh, yeah." One of the wow. few things I remember okay. from seeing that theater is that um, quad racing. Would it surprise you if I tell you that in the TV show The Clone Wars, Darth Maul comes back? Um, it doesn't because I did know that my boyfriend is a oh, big Star Wars know- guy. Okay. He's the one who got me to watch these, and he okay. he feel he's very angry about the lack of of Darth Maul in the movies because he's right, like so. he's featured a lot more, and he's a huge badass in the TV shows. Yes, huge huge badass in the TV shows. The whole he he's from a planet of Darth called Darth Mir, and anytime like any video game, any TV show involves darth amir um or dathomir dathomir yeah i'm i'm thinking darth dathomir mm-hmm. um it's such a cool fucking experience I'm like, this mm-hmm. is so badass we need more of him um okay i told you i i sort of told you about this there was a uh movie trailer that came out a- as part of the the spot like you know the everything for this movie coming up that was narrated entirely by Darth Maul. And it's an entire speech that he gives that was in the movie that got cut. Um, <laughs> I hate so, it when they do that. I know. I know. Um, so I'm going to play this for us here so we can see it. Um, see what we think about it. All right. Fear. Fear attracts the fearful. The strong, the weak, the innocent, the corrupt. Fear. Fear is my ally. That's a badass speech. Yeah, when does he say that? I don't know. (laughs) But like, I love that. Yeah, because that's 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 it the feels... crux. That's the crux of all the Jedi. Stuff. You know when he probably says it. I have a theory. When they've got three hours behind the laser walls and can't move, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "I'll kill some time by just chatting and getting to know Qui Gon while we're here for five hours." That could honestly, 
you might be right. Like that that would be a perfect. It would thing like of, while he, especially while, while he's, he's like kneeling and like and he's pacing around, like kind of meditating. Just, uh, yeah. yeah, like Qui Gon's like on his knees. Oh. Yeah, and pacing. That would probably be a really good place for that. Yeah, that would have been really good. Yeah. Um. Let's talk about those laser walls. Sure. Who the fuck designed this building? <laughs> um, I I don't understand the process of this because, like, I, I I told like I imagine that you work in this quote unquote building. Bathrooms are on one side, your office is on the other. <laughs> You're like, I gotta pee. I'll be back in three hours because you can't. <laughs> Because you can't even get through them. Obi-Wan was sprinting from the back to the front and yeah. still couldn't make it through. A freaking Jedi. Imagine <laughs> any normal human being trying to get through. What the hell? Like, I mean, maybe as a kid, I, I don't know. It just was the weirdest thing in the middle of this fight for this to be happening. And then it cuts to a scene and then it's like 10 minutes long and then it comes back and they're still sitting there. I'm like, what are we doing? Yeah. Um, I tried, I tried to look up what the hell this was. <laughs> there is nothing. So they, stupid. they said like, like the, the closest I could find to something was like, they're in like a reactor core where that, mm-hmm. that last battle right. happens, you know, where, where he gets knocked down, he gets knocked down into the reactor core. Yeah. Um, and they said like, the the laser walls are like basically like a a separator between stuff in the reactor core and the outside and it's like the energy safety. that it, the energy yeah they're like supposed to be a safety thing it's like the energy that it takes to operate them isn't stable enough and so they have to like oscillate on and off but it's like but why, like, why wouldn't you just put a door, like a regular <laughs> fucking door? It doesn't, like, it does not make any sense. Twenty no laser walls for it. It's just yeah, so odd. That was, I think, the biggest thing that stood out to me in that battle. It's a great battle because, as we said, like, this the the um the lightsaber fights in the first, the original are are like they're okay, right. but choreography and you know like fighting gets so much more advanced in more modern, the modern day as we progress in society, I guess. And um, it was so much more impressive in this movie, Um, especially the scene with all three of them fighting Mm -hmm. um, because he's got the two lightsabers, Darth Maul does. Like it's really, really great. This weird ass thing and right in the fucking middle of it. Like, what is this? (laughs) Yeah. The, the mute, the music for it is, Mm -hmm fantastic it it rivals the the final scene um on mustafar of the third movie with obi-wan and and anakin like those are the two best lightsaber fights Mm -hmm. of of all time agree it's hands down yeah um yeah okay i want to talk about uh pod racing Mm -hmm. now because we are just about to start the pod race Mm mm-hmm um i am with you i freaking love love it this scene best part Um, of the movie for me yeah i i have been a staunch believer that i think so many not so many maybe a few 
like big fantasy industries, Star Wars, Harry Potter is another one that have the history and lore behind it need more shows and or movies that are based solely around the sports in those arenas. I want a pod racing show. I want a Quidditch show. Mm. I want like hard knocks, but it's Quidditch. That's what I want. I want want F1 drive to survive, but it's fucking pod racing. (laughs) I I just, I want more of this. It's, it's, it's Mm -hmm. more of the, the environment that just like pulls you into it. Because is, everything else is just kind of like, hey, here's this race. This is what they do. Here's what they look like. This is everybody together comes together to watch a sport. This is their sport. Mm-hmm. This is their entertainment. That's what I like seeing. Um, is pod racing ever brought up again? I mean, obviously not in the movies, but like, is it ever in any of the shows, even like the Clone Wars or? So, last week, last, not this week, but the week before. Um, there's a show that's currently airing called Bad Batch. I don't know if you yes, I've heard, heard about it. Because you know every time about? I open Disney Plus, I think it says oh, Bad right. Bitch. Because <laughs> <laughs> my brain's like, oh, Bad Bitch. Like, she's a bad bitch. Like, I'm a bad bitch. Like, that's just what I think of. So, unfortunately. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I'm aware. <laughs> so, so it's a show set, um, like, basically right after Order 66. The Bad Batch are this group of rogue clones that were designed differently from other clone troopers. They don't follow Order 66 and they spend the show like running from the Empire, figuring out, you know, how to survive, blah, 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 blah. So there's a, an episode last week where a couple of them have to go to this planet and they end up getting wrapped up into essentially what's a pod. It's a it's a pod race. It's not exactly like this. It's it's something kind of a little different. But it's a pod race. Mm-hmm. And that was like kind of the discussion around it. Like when everyone talks about each episode each week is like, oh, this was this was an homage. Like the first homage we've had to pod racing since the first movie. And I love I loved the shit out of it because yeah. it was so it was so funny because they got like in in the show, there's literally like an announcer like talking over everything, like like these guys, you know, the two-headed creature the alien Greg here Kruk. that's like I you know recognize his voice um and the best scene is like all these so all these like speeders have like laser guns or whatever and they they're like firing around and it shoots a spectator an alien like spectator in the crowd and like he gets shot and dies <laughs> and everyone's like like pauses and yells and like the announcer comes over the speaker it's like as a reminder, pod racing fans, to be aware of lasers that may exit the arena. Trandoshian uh, space track is not responsible or reliable for any body limbs that may be lost as due to space lasers or something like that. And I'm like, that's awesome. Because right. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting in this watching watching the show and I'm in the environment. I'm not watching a Star Wars thing. I'm sitting in Star Wars watching it all happen. Right. And I think... It's weird because this is such a popular scene. Um, it is one of my favorite scenes, honestly, in all of the three trilo- trilogies that we watched. Like, sure. It is just really fun. Um, it's re- The graphics look really, really good. Like It's just really exciting. They're one of the most exciting scenes to me. Um, 
it's wild because I feel like a lot of people feel that way that they never went any, like they did not capitalize on that in any regard. So maybe they're introducing it back in and maybe they'll do something with it. But I, there was a video game away that there's that they never speak of this again. <laughs> yeah. They, they did make a pod racing video game. I think for That's like, awesome. uh, like Sega or something like it, it was, it, it's like one of those like video games that's out in like video game lore now, you know, yeah. like, Oh, you got the, you got the star Wars, like pod racing game. Oh <laughs> shit. That's awesome. Um, yeah. And you know what, like on top of this too, is like, yeah, this, this is definitely one of my favorite scenes out of all three movies. Mm-hmm. And one of the other ones that I really like is in the next movie where they when they talk on... about sand. <laughs> <laughs> I want more sand talk. <laughs> um, but they they have the the scene at the um I I think it's in oh, shoot now I can't remember that it's they're the Trandoshans, um and they have the the pit like the Roman Colosseum thing. That, right. Like, yeah. That's awesome too. Because yeah. again, it's like you're watching an event. You're watching a spectacle. Yeah. You know? Like it, it's more grounded to yeah. like the characters and to like the life of people on these in this universe. Right. Yeah. Um. Okay. I'm trying to see if like I think I've, I think I've hit on everything I wanted to to touch on. Um, Same. I did want to just say one more time, fuck this kid. I hate Anakin. I hate Anakin <laughs> so goddamn much. Um, and God bless Hayden Christensen because while he is terrible, him as an actor is actually somewhat decent. The The character he's playing sucks balls. Yeah. But um, he's at least a good actor. This kid, George Lucas did this kid dirty. Yeah. So well, I know this. I know Jake Lloyd. He's he's not done well. Um, no, in recent he years, hasn't. which is sad. So, and I, I, and that's why I feel I feel bad. <laughs> I know he's a kid. I, Apparently, I he got bullied for him. this, which is wild. Because if if he was like by his classmates, I'm like, if a kid in my class was like this pod racing kid, I'd be like, that's cool that's, as hell. Yeah. And oh, also, uh, you're fucking rich now. Awesome. Like that's so cool. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> super weird Kids i'm weird. getting invited to all of your birthday parties <laughs> yeah, i will yeah i would bow down yeah. yeah but it does it does kind of like show you for every like daniel radcliffe mm-hmm. there's a jake lloyd oh right story Sadly. out there you know yeah um okay so let's uh let's give our final our final rating on this this is gonna this is this is tough this is gonna it i'm is. interested how we go with this one out of five Death Stars for the Phantom Menace. Would you like me to tell you what Roger Ebert gave this movie as a rating? Yes. Five stars. Yeah. He gave this three and a half stars. Wow. He gave this three and a half stars. Uh, I think I'm going to go two and a half. Um... Like it, the, I mean the the pod racing scene really carries it. Um, yeah, and it's a little nostalgic for me too, which probably helps. Um, because it's either a two or a two and a half. Um, I'm gonna sure. give two and a half just because of the pod racing because I do like I said it's 
arguably my favorite scene in all nine of these movies because it's just a, a lot of fun and it's a long scene. So it, it's a big chunk of, you know, this whole thing. So yeah, it's, I think uh, I'll do two and a half for, for that. Three and a half. My yeah, God. Three and a half from Raj. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I'm docking a whole Death Star just for <laughs> Jar Jar like that. And then um, the dialogues probably is another one. And then, you know, a half for just some of the other weird things that we've kind of talked about. Um, so I'm going to go two and a half. Okay. It's um, somewhere between two and two and a half, but I'm going to go two and a half. So I actually, last night when I watched this, I, I timed from the start of the race to mm -hmm. the end. Cause I'm like, I wonder how much of this, cause like rewatching, I'm like thinking like this, this takes longer than I remember. Mm -hmm. Like you kind of remember as like a one-off, like little thing. Like, yeah, it, it's a long scene. This mm -hmm. was just over 10 minutes long. That's a long. Which out of the entire runtime equates to about 7% of the movie. That's a long time for something that's not hugely Ever. important yeah. and not like a big part of the plot. It's just a matter of freeing Anakin. Like that's right. really it's, it. It's a MacGuffin. It, it's, it's a means to get Anakin freed. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. In a very fun, visually appealing right. way. Yeah. As opposed yeah. to like going to, you know, to like just petition. giving him money and saying, Can yeah. we can we can I buy it from you? <laughs> or or Qui-Gon starting a grassroots yeah. political movement yeah. to free all the slaves on Tatooine and Right. You know. Because apparently the Queen doesn't have any money to pay for anything, which is insane. But... Are there no bank accounts? <laughs> Why did we talk about this? All what do you of the money's wrapped up in her wardrobe and her makeup. Oh, <laughs> and, oh my god! Yeah. Okay, um, yeah. I so if I want to, so if I think of this as starting off, I'm going to start off at five and take it all the way down. Yeah, one star down for Jar Jar <laughs> slash every everything yeah. else yeah. racist and terrible racist, about this yeah. movie. Um. Another star down for Anakin slash the terrible dialogue choices mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. um, I'll take it. I'll take it only a half star down for the midichlorian thing because for me, I hate that. That's unforgivable. <laughs> Leave the Force as the Force. Right. It's magical. I don't need mm -hmm. the biology lesson of yeah. the Force. Um, and I'm trying to think of like anything else that, but it's hard to dock it any more outside of that because the rest of it, then you're talking about the cinematography, which mm -hmm. is fantastic. Mm -hmm. The digital, all, all of the digital mm -hmm. CGI stuff, which is groundbreaking mm -hmm. essentially at this point. It's hard to dock it any more than this. And yeah, I the like, lightsaber scenes, like the fighting scene. Yeah. Like, like literally yeah. I, I read like, this is the first movie that they didn't have to, um, you know, show all of the lightsabers turning on and off off screen. Mm -hmm. And so every time they turn and turn off their lightsabers, it is on screen. Yeah. Because they're like making that. a point of being like, I can do it. Bam, bam, right. bam, 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 bam. <laughs> right. you know, hit all the buttons. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's hard for me to dock this anymore. Mm -hmm than this and i wanted because I, I don't i don't like it when we're exactly the same every yeah. single time but yeah two and a half stars feels right, right for for this movie you get yeah. you get cgi well apparently yoda wasn't a wasn't cgi in the original mm -hmm. he was a puppet 
I don't remember that as a kid, but they went back and CGI'd him as Yoda Stupid. here. Um, but Yoda, CGI Yoda looks pretty dope. He's yeah. not as cool as the puppet, but yeah. it works. Yeah, it fits in and it matches all the other CGI. So yeah. it's not like it's out of place like the original movies. And something else we didn't talk about. The power of having Samuel L. Jackson set mm-hmm. up as Mace Windu for the next two mm-hmm. movies. And Liam Neeson slays. He yeah. slays this movie. Um, and then something you mentioned Space Zaddy himself, Obi Wan Kenobi, E with right. McGregor. Yeah, yep. They couldn't have picked a bet. They could not have cast those three. Yeah, Samuel Jackson not exactly main character in this movie, yeah. but those two are cast perfectly. Yeah. So the casting of it, Natalie Portman does a fantastic job when she's not. Oh, I'm Queen Amidala. Oh, yeah. talk about this. Oh, don't get sort it. Sort of. I, I mean, yeah. I think her dialogue is a little, like, she's not a great actress in this movie. She's very, like, well, like, it. she sounds like she's reading a script. Like, she's very tight. Yeah. When she talks. Like, yeah. well, what about my kingdom? Like, it's very, <laughs> like, I can tell she's <laughs> acting. <laughs> but it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, it, yeah, it's hard to go any further than this. Two and a half Death Stars for me, mm-hmm. too. Has to yeah. be. Um, okay, so that means we get to, I, I think my favorite of the prequels uh, is coming up next, Attack of the Clones. Are you really? Yeah, I, so I like the third movie best in terms of the story mm-hmm. and the overall, like, put together, this is the best thing put together. The movie that I have the most fun watching I think is the second one. Okay. Uh, maybe it's because it's not as heavy as the third movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I know. just pure shock value for me because I didn't know like how it was going to end. So if like if these two movies are on a dichotomy in terms of genocide, uh, <laughs> Attack of the Clones is at like a zero, mm-hmm. and and Revenge of the Sith is you know yeah at a twelve. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yep, I can see that. So it, it's a it's a bit of a harder watch, but it's a mm-hmm. it's a better movie. The movie I had most fun though watching and have fondest memories of, it's the second one. The second right. one for me. So well, I'm we excited. Do, we will have and, yeah, and we will have a guest who yes, will. Um, will be on and I believe will be disputing this with you. <laughs> 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 Cause our guest has a lot of strong feelings about the next movie. So strong feelings about everything, but Star Wars movies in general. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yep. Um, so I'm excited. I'm excited for that, um, especially. So we'll be back two weeks from now. Mm-hmm. But as we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, you and the rest of the uh, Watch and Stuff crew have an episode coming out next week. Doctor Strange. Yes. We this are- week. Doctor Strange, we're in a really good stretch of movies, a really this fun is a stretch great of movies. Stretch. Yeah, we went from Ant Man, well, we went from Ultron, Ant Man, um, uh, Civil War, uh, Doctor and Strange, it, and then and it's then, like Guardians it 2, like Black, Black Panther's Panther. in there, Ragnarok. And then like you go straight really into, then you go straight into Endgame. Endgame and yep. Infinity War. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, wow, that is a great. Okay, so yeah, we got a great run. Coming. All these. All of the podcasts are about to hit their 
Right, strike. which is good because we're in the Packers off season. Yeah. So this timed up perfect. Yes, this exactly. Is, this, is, this is the work of the force. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the midichlorians um, are off the charts. The midichlorians. <laughs> I haven't seen midichlorian levels this high. Um, do you want to let people know where they can uh, find you? Yes, on uh, Twitter at H-E-R-O-O-I-N-E. All my stuff's there. <laughs> perfect. Uh, same for me. At DKL the way on Twitter, you can find all my stuff there. Um, you can follow the show uh, on Twitter as well. It's yes. uh, what is it at Watching Stuff Pod or yes. is it at Watching yeah. Stuff? Yeah, I don't really post that much, but, but <laughs> yeah, it's there. So go follow there. it. More importantly, if you can rate, review, leave us five stars. That's and share with any of your Star Wars Marvel nerd friends. Yes. is is even much more important absolutely um, and send us questions thoughts yes. i forgot to ask for questions this week sorry um but yeah any any thoughts or questions please please interact with us we love hearing your thoughts and that's and, some of the best parts about yeah this. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh well for aaron and myself dan we will uh see you two weeks from now as we talk about attack of the clones see you then <laughs>